calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, okay, because we were counting on another week, but let's just get our mics on, guys. Here's the damn show you asked for. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. VIG! I think nobody knows more about campaign finance than I do. Nobody knows more about trade than me. Nobody, Nobody knows, knows more about, about construction, construction than I do. I know more about ISIS than th- the generals do, believe me. Nobody knows more about environmental impact statements than me. There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. I understand the tax laws better than almost anyone. They're more elite than me. I have better everything than they have, including this. Nobody knows the politicians better than I do, believe me. Nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. I know words, I have the best words. I think I have the best temperament. Look, nobody has better toys than I do. And nobody loves the Bible more than I do. Because nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had. And now, it was the third of January, our feature presentation. <laughs> <So stupid>. <laughs> <laughs> morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin Abin. So it is Thursday morning. It is the third of January. Yeah, it is. Hey, kids. Hey. Hello. Hey, um, Jensen, how was your big news received yesterday when you went public? Pretty good. I think uh, everyone was rather positive. I think it would be strange if I got trolled on the day I announced I'm having a baby. Sure. Oh, no, I was talking about your work on The Masked Singer. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, the <laughs> celebration uh, continues from me announcing my baby to uh, celebrating a show that I worked a few weeks on as a consultant that I'm still not 100% sure is real. Re- even after sure. watching it. I think I'm still dreaming that yeah. I was asked to work on this show because okay. it is so weird. And But I think it's lovely in its weirdness, but mm-hmm. I can see how people don't feel that way. But mm. we're going to talk about it later, and I'll give you a little bit of that Hollywood insight. Some yes. goss. Yeah, some hot I am, goss. I am looking forward to that. Was there anybody that you heard from Read the Baby that was uh, surprised to find out about it publicly rather than to hear it from you personally? No one admitted that. Okay. No, no one was like, I uh, wish I would have found out before you were on the airwaves. Yeah. Uh, hey, no. how about drop a dime, right? Has anyone else ever used the words, read the baby? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we're naming it, read. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's yeah. cute. like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I met a, a little girl once called, named Riri, and I thought it was short for Aretha, but her name was Riri. Short for, wait, I'm sorry, you're burying the lead. You thought it was short for Aretha? Aretha. Oh, Aretha, yeah. Aretha, that yeah, makes Riri. That I was like, uh, I think Risa is short for Aretha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but her, her name was Riri. Huh. A sweet name. So everything's on the table now for Jensen's uh, little boy, right? But don't be those people, dude. We might have to come down on you, depending on if you're going to be one of those celebrity couples that makes right. the wacky name. Well, today we'll find out what ABC the audience thinks. Right, exactly. Because Danielle, again, while we were getting ready for bed last night, said, 
you know, I'm not kidding. I'm willing to listen to listener. Like, I'm willing to, to give the audience a shot. Well, She's she never listened to one of these segments then. <laughs> no, but ever. she should be willing to listen because she doesn't have, you guys have not decided on a name. Correct. So it doesn't matter where the name comes from. That's you should she be said. open to all. And I'm sure you also have gone out or will go out and buy one of those books with 9,000 baby names in it. And I'm just sure start we scrolling. could use the internet, but yeah. I don't think we have to buy a book, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all from the 70s. Hello, library. <laughs> I have my card. I'd like a baby book <laughs> They do still print those books, by the way. Oh, all right. Current books. Right. All right. Let's talk about the thing before we get into today's all-new Kevin Abid show, because I think you guys are going to enjoy hearing about this man. You know, there are a lot of people out there with jobs that we've never heard of. Um, this guy, uh, his uh, his nickname is uh, Pete the Grain Crusher. Oh, wow. Mine and Collins. These baby <laughs> names just keep rolling right, in. There you go. <laughs> Pete the Groin Crusher. Mm. What do you think Pete does for a living? Um, Crushes groins? Okay. Where but could you get that? Mm, just a yes. guess. Could, could, you guess. Be, could, you, could you put it in context, though? Like, how could that be a job, crushing groins? Uh, I mean, he could be a, a chiropractor. Right, okay. like someone who works mm. in that field and fixes, you know, the- <laughs> pelvic bones. Okay, okay. Right. yeah, because a lot of athletes they have groin injuries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and they want smart. them crushed. That's good. That's oh, good. That okay. helps. I'm thinking I dominatrix. Oh. oh, dominatrix. Yeah. Oh, that's a great guess. Kevin. That is. Yeah, he is in fact a hemostasis technician. Oh, I should have guessed that at mm. Pennsylvania Hospital. I had to look it up too. I didn't okay, know what good. hemostasis means, but it is apparently someone who stops blood flow. Which, Ali, you know something about. Um, he, uh, what, what he does is after you come... I didn't know what it meant either. <laughs> <laughs> after you come out of heart surgery, he's the guy who, put, who manually applies pressure to the femoral artery in your groin or the radial artery in your wrist to aid in clotting. So... In other words, you just come out of heart surgery, and they wheel you into this guy's uh, uh, room, and he applies, with his hands, pressure to your groin for 20 to 40 minutes to aid in clotting. Apparently, it's a very important part of the recovery from heart surgery. So there's somebody who went through medical school to do that? I think technician, right? Right. He's a technician. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, (sighs) What, Ali? Sounds like you have questions. My dad... Was it on open heart surgery team at Cedars? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't believe at any company party. I was introduced to a groin crusher. But I don't know if that's dis- what it says on his business card. Yeah, <laughs> what? yeah, it says hemostasis technician is what it would say on his business card. That would be his job. And this isn't new? This is something they've had forever? This guy has been doing it for 20 years. He has a lot of other nicknames. Petey Pressure, the groin <laughs> guy, the crusher, or pain in the ass Pete, because some people say I push so hard they can feel it in their derriere. Is what he says. So again, he, you you come out of heart surgery, you're just lucky to be alive, and then you realize you're living in some hell where some big sweaty dude is putting his hands in your groin for 45 minutes. Did they show you any video of how he does it, or is that on the YouPorn? <laughs> no, no video. There are photos of him with grateful patients afterwards. He says uh, patients and their families never forget the way the man touches them physically and emotionally. He has won awards. He has had money donated in his name. He gets stopped all the time by former patients who want to buy him drinks or dinner. I'm holding someone's groin for 40 minutes. They tend to remember me. I tell them I can promise you two things when I'm done. You'll never forget my name or my face, and they never do. 
Does anyone patient. wake up and go, what the hell's happening? Why are you doing that? <laughs> I'm sure they do. Why are you touching me? Or someone just being like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> One patient said, what you're doing is really crazy. You put your whole heart and soul and your whole body into this. You have a gift and a talent that's unique. He estimates that he has crushed well over 10,000 groins without even a sweat. Oh, I'm sorry, Allie. I said 20. It's only been 16 years at this hospital ah. in Pennsylvania. He's learned that a three-finger method works oh. best. So have I. <laughs> because if you use your whole hand, you'll fatigue out in minutes. Sure. Of course, that's obvious. He's only 5'2", by the way, and sometimes he needs a step stool to stand above <laughs> patients as he applies pressure. <laughs> he seems like a poor choice. Well, he seems to love his work, and he right. seems to be really, really good at it. And there's no there's no mention in here of him losing any patients because of clotting issues, because he didn't crush the groin well enough. Hmm. But I just thought, what an unusual job that I had no idea existed. His wife, by the way, of 29 years, is also a nurse at the same hospital. So they're a happy little family. He seems like uh, he really enjoys his job. She's also a pelvic crusher, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go, kids. If you want to spend your day in groins, hemostasis technician is what you want to check. That's That's the, That's the box. That's a great tip. Right? All right, let's talk about today's Kevin Abicho, shall we? Do, do, do we need yes. all of that? We do, yes. Uh, get up on this with Jensen, we do on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Introduces you to something new that you uh, may not be aware of yet. Also, we're going to take, uh, like we just mentioned, baby names. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk to Danielle. That's right, my wife will be on the phone. She is all ears. Some people might say lips, but she's all ears. I mean, have <laughs> you... You haven't explained everything that she needs to know about this audience? I, I may have uh, I may have undersold it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Bean's memory is not good. Oh, wow. Who's and, Bean? And you... <laughs> I think you most likely will not believe this story. It, it, it shocked me yesterday. Right? Same. It doesn't... I'm surprised by that because you've heard variations of this story yes, for years. Yes, but not to this extent. Okay. <laughs> Happens to me all the time. It didn't phase me at all. Also, Bean's memory is not that good. Oh, really? So Why that's coming up this that? morning. <laughs> <It's so dumb. laughs> oh, man. Um, the Masked Singer was on last night. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Now, this is where, if I'm not mistaken, celebrities wear masks. Yes. And they sing, and then there's a panel of judges who are supposed to... Do they judge their singing or they decide who it is? Well, that's a question we've had when we worked on it a bit. <laughs> I'm not sure we ever had the answer to <laughs> that. Jensen actually worked on. I did. So a couple we're... weeks, I work in television sometimes, and I got called in as a bit of a consultant. And I had questions. I'm not sure those questions were answered. <laughs> but I can tell you some stuff. I was intrigued by the concept only because it looks so appealing. It's I huge. Mean, the costumes, it's not just a guy oh, yeah. out there, you know, wearing a, a, a William Shatner mask. Yes. Two <laughs> things. Two things I'll tell you that are praise because I think it's worthy. Are there a lot of William, oh, William Shatner, Shatner masks? masks? <laughs> yeah. That's, the, that's the Freddy Krueger mask Oh, is a William Shatner mask. That's why I said that. Where? You, they, I don't know what that means. They used... They used that originally, then turned it into one? Yeah, Michael Myers is a, a, a William Shatter mask painted white. I've oh. never heard that. Wow. Odd. You learn something so anyway, new every day. So my uh, point is the costumes are fantastic, yes. and that in, that intrigued me for the show. But then when I saw that Nick Cannon was hosting <laughs> yeah. and Jenny McCarthy was a, a judge. Yes. You were all in. I was so out. Right, out, right, out. right. That didn't help, it seems, in the public mm. opinion. Uh, but I will give it two words of praise. One, it's humongous in uh, Korea. Mm-hmm. It's like the biggest show there and in Thailand, like, ever. Uh, and then on top of that, the costumes, like he said, are incredible. And it kind of gives it a whole David Lynchian feel. Yes. Huh. Um, which is very 
very funny, and I wish we could. I mean, I, I think maybe it was embraced a bit, but we'll talk about it. All right. Okay. Uh, Dr. Drew is on our show on Thursdays. Fantastic. Uh, we're going to talk to R.J. Bell about Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. And uh, Bean's memory isn't all that good. No, is it? So that's oh. coming up today on the okay. Kevin and Bean Show. We'll take a break. We will come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Allie is here with what's happening and... It's Coachella time, Ellie. It is Coachella time. So, a lot of people were freaking out yesterday because they found out that Kanye West would not be performing at Coachella this year. This was apparently due to negotiations over his stage setup. Kanye informed the festival organizer Golden Voice that he wasn't going to perform on a traditional 60 by 40 stage because it is, quote, artistically limiting. An insider close to Kanye told TMZ, quote... These 40 by 60 stages are so archaic. It's the same type of stage on which Shakespeare's works were performed hundreds of years ago. I wonder who that source was. Kanye. (laughs) Uh, Golden Voice would reportedly not let him alter or remove his set because, well, they've got people playing up until he plays. Sure. And then the following weekend as well. It's a pretty big main stage, by the way. pretty big deal. You don't alter it for one person. And people have done crazy stuff with it. I remember Mm -hmm. Lord did a floating stage. Mm -hmm. Kendrick Lamar ended up in the audience in, like, a weird car. Like, you can do stuff with it. It's not like you're stuck there. Right, Yeah. yeah. It's so archaic. It's 40 by 60. In a a glass box in the air. Ironically, Lord did that, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they mutually agreed uh, to call off his performance. So, sorry about that, Kanye fans. But the lineup came out shortly thereafter, and we now know who is headlining. On Friday, April 12th and the 19th, Childish Gambino. You've also got the 1975 Janelle Monet, Rufus DeSoul, lots of people, Diplo, Blackpink, Anderson Puck, Jaden Smith? Yes. What? Kevin, how do you get that to happen? I can't wait. He's got buzz. I cannot wait. Yes. Uh, <laughs> one of your favorite bands, Jensen, Ross from Friends. Yeah, I can't believe that's a real band name. <laughs> it's a real but band. But congratulations to you for being the most ridiculous name on the Coachella lineup, because <laughs> oh. that is an award I give out every year. I do and love it. by the it. way, mm-hmm. you're saying that on the same night that Let's Eat Grandma's Same playing. night. Yeah, same same night, night, but a close race. Yeah, but, uh, very Congrats, close. Ross from Friends. I know I won't uh, be there, so it doesn't matter, but I I'm very excited to see Casey Musgraves on the on the lineup. That is cool. Because I think she's going to win over even more new fans. Every time she plays somewhere, people go, I didn't think I would like her, but she's great. Excellent. Well, moving on to Saturday, April 13th and 20th, Tame Impala is the headliner, which a lot of people think, well, that was probably Kanye's spot, so they bump people up. Um, Solange, Kid Cudi, Weezer, Billie Eilish, The Interrupters, you yes. guys. Yes, yes, yes. <gasps> all right. I love it. Christine and the Queens, Wiz Khalifa, all sorts of people on Saturday night. Sunday night, April 14th and the 21st, Ariana Grande is the headliner. Surprised by that one. At Coachella. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Khalid uh, Zed, Dylan Francis, Churches. All sorts of bands. Push a T. Push a T. Yep. Ariana Grande is headlining Sunday night at Coachella. Why is is that so surprising? That's very pop. Most of her fans fans are 12, 13. Won't go to Coachella. Oh, I see. Unless their parents buy tickets. Yeah. Maybe that was the thought. Like Sunday night, usually the lightest night there. Let's get parents buying tickets. That's double the tickets. Possibly. But also it's like, it's a school night kind of. (laughs) Sunday night. Kind yeah. Of. It's very odd. It's 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 
interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? They do test things a lot. Like, yeah. remember they were testing hip-hop a couple years ago, and now mm-hmm. it's not a problem on Coachella? Yeah. So I'm wondering if this is a pop test to this see what happens. If in-road you, for pop? Yeah, go a little younger. Because I know Lady Gaga didn't necessarily, you know, change the dial very much uh-huh. for Coachella. I know she was good, but, like, no one thought pop would be the new headline, you right. know? Mm-hmm. But this is a real... Uh, Real dive into it. Yeah. Yeah. Just head first for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Passes on sale Friday at 11 a.m. Who are you most excited to see, Kevin, besides the, obviously Ross from Friends? Childish Gambino. Yes. Uh, 1975. Yes. Weezer. Yes. Interrupters. Yes. Idris Elba's doing a DJ set. He sure yeah. is. A lot of people that. didn't know he was a DJ and just thought, Idris Elba, what's Hello, he going to do? Me, Idris Elba. Right? <laughs> just in the corner. You just <laughs> get to wave at him. Q&A. I also love Zed. Mm-hmm. Churches. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of stuff here. Billie Eilish. There's a lot of good stuff here. All righty. Excellent. Wait, there's a band called Perfume. Perfume's yes, really is. good. Really? That's a real band. Yeah, really good. Razor bumps. No one wants those, right? <laughs> Soccer Mommy? Soccer Mommy, really good. Yeah, that really was good. one of Bean's picks for and, uh, New York Times. Times. Yeah. New York Times critic John Caramanica's album of the year. Wow. Soccer Mommy, yeah. What a nerd. Right? <laughs> right? What the hell? What uh, the hell was that? Who else is there here? Maggie Rogers that has been opening oh, yeah. for a band that I am shocked is not on the Coachella list because that's why I assumed they didn't have an LA date. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mumford and Sons. Oh, Remember, we were like, "Oh, that's why they're not. They don't have an LA date yet. They're doing Coachella." Yes, because they were a headliner before. On? Huh? All very interesting, you guys. So that is your Coachella lineup coming up. We're going to talk about um, how we just need to stop warning people not to do stupid things and just let Darwinism take effect. <laughs> let the stupid people die. Thin the herd. Oh, thin the herd. I've said it for years. <laughs> Good God. All right, you guys, some birthdays for you. Eli Manning. Mel Gibson. I don't care. Why? That's what's happening. (laughs) It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let me just say, and I know we've uh, mentioned it before, if you're a Beastie Boys fan and you have not picked up the Beastie Boys autobiography by the remaining uh, two members, it is... I think one of the best books of last year, don't you, Jensen? I do, and I've I've read it slow on purpose. I'm nervous to get through it. That's mm-hmm. how good it is. The behind-the-scenes stories, the crazy stuff that these guys have lived through and the decisions that they've made along the way. Do you know, Kevin, that they, for instance, are still paying the storage fees to a storage locker in New Jersey where the giant inflatable penis is. Actually, it's a yeah. hydraulic penis that they used on their first tour. I did not know that, no. Yes, they're still paying for it. <laughs> you know what I find funny is that Bean and I have had the opportunity to interview various members of that band. I don't know. How many times would you say? Ten? Uh, probably close to that, yeah. Ten times? Uh, they wouldn't answer a single question. No. They, that's how they do. They, uh, that's the book how they is, do. The book is the most revealing thing right. they've ever put out. Yeah. So it's so it's all kind of cool information for us because they would never answer questions right. no matter what. Oh, Kevin, if you, want to, uh, if you want to see somebody else endure the pain that we did, check out their their sit-down with Mark Merritt. That oh, happened sweet. last month as well because they gave him the runaround too. Yeah, <laughs> a couple times they lead him directly, but then sometimes you're like, oh, this. And Mark is not hearing it. He's oh, just he's like, uh, moving on. Yeah. Uh, oh, so he knows what they're doing but doesn't play along no 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 he does not play he does, along. okay they uh they just love to screw with people yeah they do but man and there's so much great ephemera in the book of you know notes they've gotten from hotel managers about things being thrown out windows and things like that like just the craziest stuff that they save they're their own best archivist yeah anyway i know we've talked about a lot about this but if you love the beast wars or know somebody who does definitely pick it out 
Bean uh, came back from vacation and shared a story with us that was, um, well, I mean, shocking. I, uh, right? I cannot wrap my head around I it. I can't either. And mm-hmm. we know a lot about Bean and his loss of memory. Bean, describe to Jensen and other people why you have uh, giant black holes. Well, I... <laughs> what? In Whoa. your memory. Oh, I don't know. My guess is I had a traumatic brain injury. Uh, I was in a very serious car accident as a teenager, Jensen. Yes. And uh, I was in the front seat of a Volkswagen Beetle in the passenger side and was involved in a head-on collision where I broke both legs and an arm, dislocated my hip, and hit my head on the windshield. Unreal. So pretty serious uh, accident. And um, my memory was fine up until then, but then I only had 15 years to (laughs) to keep straight. But after that, I started noticing within a relatively short time that I started having long-term memory problems. Okay. In other words, my childhood started to disappear in my mind. And that's all I thought it was, though, till I heard this story was mm-hmm. he has problems with before he was 15. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, it has continued through that. And, and now I'm at the point where Kevin could tell me a bunch of stuff that we've done on this show. You know, hey, we broadcast from Scotland. Hey, we broadcast from Bermuda. Hey, we broadcast from you know all these other places. And that's pretty Amsterdam. big. That's pretty big stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's like stuff that would stick in your mind even if you have a bad memory. Yeah, absolutely. And I know the bare facts of those stories, Kevin, because we've kept some of them alive and playing tape back or talking about them on or off the air. But I don't have any personal memories. What about gargling in the in the monster mash? Did you I remember? do remember that from <laughs> last month. Yes, but I mean it's a perfect example. We went to Scotland and we went out on the Loch Ness and tried to find Nelly. Now I know that that happened. I don't remember it. I also talked wow. to Bean, and this is a, a long, long time ago when Bean was fun. I actually talked him into jumping a fence and trying to chase a sheep so that we could shear it. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the night. Now imagine Bean doing that. He no. did it. Yes, this was before wow. I had sheep and understood right. that it was terrible. Right. I didn't. Okay, so <laughs> I've I've given you the background and the story that happened over holiday that they that they're having trouble believing, which is not at all surprising to me. Is I did a little bit of a road trip and I went up through Arkansas and then across Tennessee and went to Memphis, went to Nashville, went to Knoxville, and I saw some friends along the way in Nashville. I had lunch with at the Cracker Barrel, uh, my friend Kimmy, whom I've known. I know that I have known since the eighties. Okay. And we've stayed friends uh, ever since. I didn't realize until this lunch, and I'm, I obviously knew it at one point in my life, and my wife knew it and had remembered it as I explained what happened when I got home, that I used to be not only live with her for a year and a half, but engaged to her. <laughs> he lived with her and was engaged to her yes. and didn't remember. Now, when Kimmy brought that up, were you like... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Look, I don't remember that so much. Oh yeah, that's you exactly okay. what I said. Right. Is I, I'm really, I'm really sorry. You know how my brain is. Oh. I don't remember that. I hope, I hope that wasn't awful. <laughs> Ring <know>? and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Engaged and living together, and I have no memory of it at all. But again, shocking to you guys. Not shocking to me. When I went back for my high school reunion a couple of years ago, <laughs> I not only didn't recognize a single person at the reunion. I didn't recognize my high school, like the building, the building, which my brother drove me by, or the house that we lived in for several years. We went by that house that I lived in as a teenager and the house that I commuted part part of the time that I went to college. N- did not at all look familiar. You could You're put like me the- on that street and said, 
Pick which one of these houses was yours, and I would have no clue. You're like the memento guy. We need to exactly. tattoo your whole yeah, life. Tattoo everybody. Mm-hmm. I do. But I why would it, you? Let me ask you a question about the high school reunion. Why would you go if you literally didn't remember anyone? Like there has to be some reason to go to a high school reunion. There was a reason. Okay. And the and the reason was that I have two friends from high school that I am still in touch with frequently and am friendly with. I see. So I went to see them because they were also going to be in town. So that's the key to your memory is to continue yes. seeing and Yes. Whatever. If I were still if I well, were still Kimmy. Right. If I were still Poor married Kimmy. to Kimmy though, if I had married her and were still married to her, I would remember her. <laughs> what if you didn't know though? What if you married her and forgot? And- um I don't think that would happen, but I mean on the same topic, I am married to Donna and have no memory whatsoever of our wedding at Whoa. all. Or Jeez. lots I of mean- pla- lots of places that she and I have gone. I mean, we've vacationed in, you know, Rome and lots of places that uh, that I just have I have no memory of at all. But Jensen, when you say she's because you were surprised that he didn't remember his wedding? Yes. He, he went to Vegas and Sure. Did like a the Elvis thing, right? But I mean, yeah. it's still a moment of your it's life. It's a pretty right. big Most moment. People remember. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, do you ever get a phone call from someone, and the first while you can't put it together? You mean somebody who calls and I don't know who they are? Yeah. yeah. People don't really call me. Right. Good point. <laughs> all right. Let's say you run into somebody in person. Oh yeah. Oh, that happens all the time. All the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you Partic- say straight up? Do you just admit it? Hey man, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't remember who this is. Yes, and I do feel as as awful as I feel about that, particularly if it's somebody that I that I, I at one time knew well. I do. Fe- I do. Or engaged. <laughs> I. By the way, I didn't ask her how I did the sex. I should have really asked her that. No. Oh, yes. no, no, you're that much. Been, uh, that would have been good information. You're to much. Have. Listen, you're much better off. That would have been a negative comment. Would have ruined everything. <laughs> um, I do feel like as bad as it, as bad as I feel about not remembering people, I do feel like at least I have a reason. You know what I mean? Sure. It's, I'm not just being a dick, and they weren't important. I mean, to both me. can happen. I just have trouble. You know, I just have trouble with my brain processing and, and retaining information. Does it? Uh, does it scare you that it's getting worse? Yes. Is, is it getting worse? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's definitely getting worse, and it definitely scares me a lot. Because like uh, most people... Like the name of your people, wife. Go. That's uh, Helen, right? Right, Helen, <laughs> yes. The uh, Like most people, when you start thinking about your older years, you are terrified of any kind of dementia. Sure. Or a- any kind of you know memory loss or Alzheimer's or something like that. Yeah, I'm absolutely most terrified. Most of the time, of that. that stuff doesn't start at 15. That's that's the only thing. Yeah, I hope so. Look, I don't know how it's going to end up, but it does worry me that the years that I don't remember are creeping up nearer and nearer to this year. You know what I mean? So, it's look, it's really, really scary. I know Kevin finds it fascinating and no, sometimes funny. Both well, scary as well. I do want to do a quick test. Yes, if anyone's mm-hmm. willing to do sure, this sure. So he doesn't remember things like who he was engaged to. But real quick, Bean, what's the biggest pop station uh, in Chicago? Well, it was WLS. Great, great observation, what, Jensen. What is the biggest pop station in Dallas-Fort Worth? Why are you asking these questions? Because <laughs> if you, it's about radio, you know it. It's unrelated to my life. Look, here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to tell <laughs> Wait, you. What? Answer his question. Um, I don't know. Oh, uh, right, oh. Right, right, right. how about that? Um, here's what I'm going to tell you, though. Um, you know, when, when it comes time to, like, Christmas time and everybody's got their traditions or their memories of growing up and the presents that they got when they were six and things like that. Right. 
I don't have a single. I don't have much of those either, though. Christmas memory. Yeah. No. I don't know. Those oh. bum me out, too. I don't have much of those either. I mean, really? I, remember, I remember broad stroke stuff. Like, oh, my dad used to bring out these, like, big lights for the weird cameras back then. Right. Like, I remember those things, but I don't remember any details of those. And that does bum me out, too. And I am being like, as you know. Because mm. a lot of people, a lot of people, that's some of their favorite memories. I know. Childhood. I mean, and what's really bad, if we're going deep here, is when I lost my mother a few years ago, I have very few memories of her now. Hmm. At all. Very few. Yeah. Oh, at wow. All. Not photo related, though? Like, if you see a photo, that's the memory, kind of? Do you know what I mean? That's the, that's the extent of the memory. memory. Oh, yeah. really? That's the no, not photo memory. memory. Yeah, it's like yeah. you remember the thing. You're like, oh, I, that makes sense because I see it. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 So that's super sad. So it's only a matter of time before I forget every single one of you. Oh. Well, look forward to that. I mean, Happy that New Year, everybody. Fun. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I mean, it's time for what's happening with... Um, oh, Allie? It's Allie. Allie. Allie, that's it. Mm-hmm. Got it. No, Sorry. you weren't engaged to her. Right? Just, I don't think so. I mean, me and Kimmy, we have so much to share. <laughs> it's all very, very sad. Wouldn't it be awful if I came in and I started to forget the people on the show? Yeah. I mean, you have. I mean, I feel like it would be kind of fun. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Could be a bit. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, uh, Dr. Drew on the program today. Also, RJ, <clears throat> excuse me, RJ Bell in Las Vegas talking playoff football. We'll get into the masked singer, which I can't wait to talk about with Jensen last night. And we'll help he and his wife, Danielle, pick a baby name. All of that coming up straight ahead. First, Allie, what's happening? Well, yesterday on the show, we talked about uh, Mean Gene Okerlund, WWE Hall of Famer, passed away at the age of 76. And then after the show was over, Captain and Tennille's, uh Daryl Dragon, who would be captain of Captain and Tennille, he passed away at the age of 76. That guy. That guy. Imagine having the name Daryl Dragon and being like, I need a stage name. Right? <laughs> I thought that too. <laughs> who knew his name was Daryl Dragon? That's so awesome. Yeah, it's so metal. Yeah. Bean, were you really bummed by Captain and Tennille? I mean, you know, they their best work is behind them. <laughs> okay. But uh, for right. sure now, okay. I'm always I'm always sad. To, I'm always sad to see you know people die. Absolutely. Well, this one really bummed me out because I loved, love, loved one of his characters growing up, Super Dave. We all yeah. know him, yeah, Super Dave Osborne. Yep. Amazing actor, amazing comic, also brother to Albert Brooks, who mm-hmm. tweeted yesterday, rest in peace, my dear brother, Bob Einstein, 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 a great brother, father, and husband, a brilliantly funny man, you will be missed forever. And for those that weren't aware of Super Dave Osborne, just go and find everything he did. Was he was great. essentially this, uh, he was a stuntman, real was evil great. Knievel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was... Trying to, be. trying to be evil yeah. Knievel, but you know, really great at everything. He'd explain what the stunt was ahead of time in, in just brilliant ways. Like, this is what's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. And he gets hurt every <laughs> single time. And yeah. by hurt, we're talking wrecking balls to the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking on top of a moving like an RV. He's playing the piano and they don't gauge the, the um, overhead pass. pass yeah. And <laughs> the piano crushes him. Yeah. It is Here's a real-life Mr. Bill, if you remember that character. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. It essentially is him just getting crushed and ruined in every skit, but 
as a kid watching that and the fact that they made no attempt to ever make it not look like a dummy yeah. is what made me laugh so <laughs> hard because I was it, like, yeah. they're not even trying. And this he had a children's amazing. cartoon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, yeah. it was a big deal. Oh, wow. Super Dave. It and, was huge. And people know him as Funkhausen or Funkhauser. Right, let me, uh, from, uh, let me uh, play a couple of uh, clips here because you yeah. guys are you're hitting all of the hot spots. Right. The, okay. The, the cartoon... When lives are at stake and the danger too great, there is but one hero daring enough to rise to any challenge. He's incredible. He's spectacular. He's Super Dave Osborne. Daredevil for hire. And here he is explaining his uh, phenomenal technique. You know, I've been a stuntman all my life. And even though I take every precaution necessary... The thing that protects me most is my incredible sense of what's going on around me. Uh, call it karma, call it vibes, call it ESP, call it what you will. The point is that I sense danger and uh, react like a cat. And, and that, that voice, and that delivery, it was a, uh, one of the great comic characters of all time. And yeah. if you ever saw him on Letterman, Letterman just delighted yeah. in having him on. And he, he just him. was the straight man the whole time and would never give Letterman an inch, which then delighted Letterman even more. <laughs> it was amazing. And yeah, a lot of people know him. He was on... Um, I think it was uh, series four on. He was uh, Marty Funkhauser on Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is shocking to me that it was season four on because it feels like he was there the whole yeah, time. That's what oh, I yeah. think. That's I can't that, imagine the show without well, I thought that too. gravelly voice of "Want to hear a joke?" And it was <laughs> always Larry. He's the, always mad at Larry. <laughs> the most inappropriate, offensive <laughs> jokes ever. Amazing. Can I play a little Marty Funkhauser Please. as well Please. while we're reminiscing? It's maybe a little longer than usual, but I think it's worth it. Kenny was a perfect kid, and look what's happened here. Look what's happened to my jewel, my nephew, who was an all-star pitcher. He's up there now in a cast. Why did you have to fight him for the pickle? <laughs> Why did I have to fight him? You fought him for the pickle, too. I didn't fight him. I let it go. Oh, you let it go. You tried to open that pickle jar just like I did. I... Everybody wants to be a pickle jar hero. You broke his elbow, okay? Are you happy? He's just a different kid. His personality has changed. He's filled with angst. <laughs> He's ready to explode. And you want to know why? The way he relaxes is the way all men relax. It's called... E I mean, come on, <laughs> the Marty Funkhauser, right? <laughs> so Amazing. good. Amazing. He was on season uh, one of Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, and then he was the first ever repeat guy to come back wow. on. And the later one is one of the funniest things you'll ever see, them sitting, getting coffee, and he's explaining, um, because his father was a huge comic back in the day, how he didn't want to be a comedian because of that. And he was talking about the funeral of his dad and other comedians that were doing bits during the funeral and how mad it made him. And in the middle of it, Jerry realizes that maybe the sounds in the place are going to be too loud. So he leans over and, and in the middle of him telling the story about his father's funeral Jerry's like are we getting this is it too much to hear and his face and his reaction to Jerry stopping that story is one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen oh he was just what a delight and his small appearance in the movie Modern Romance which is by his brother mm -hmm. is one of my favorite cameo scenes in film history amazing yeah it's so funny the also guy... Albert Brooks real name Albert Einstein mm -hmm. yeah a lot of people didn't know that yeah yeah amazing Amazing, amazing guy. Again, third person yesterday to pass at the age of 76. It just seems 
It's just, I know that when you're young, you think, oh my God, you're 25, you're so old. <laughs> and now when you're a little older, it just seems like 76 is a little too young to be passing away. Yeah, especially when somebody is still so so vital, like yeah. Bob Einstein was. You absolutely, know? absolutely. They haven't um, released the cause of death, but everybody is saying he was diagnosed with a rare Hit form of cancer. by a piano uh, while trying to... <sighs> I mean, wouldn't that be the best way that he could go? Just crushed by the piano that didn't go through the overhead. (laughs) Just amazing. So uh, there you have it. Some bummer news for you, but at least people that might not have known about Super Dave Osborne are Googling it and watching all of those ridiculous segments, (laughs) which were just amazing. Some birthdays for you. Eli Manning, Danica McKellar, and I don't know if you know him. He goes by the name King. King, King, King of, King Kong, King Kong, no, King, King of comedy, King no, King uh, Ralph, King Ralph, King Ra- no, uh, King of Queens, King of Queens. It is not him. Uh, man, it I'm is out of kings. Dave the King of Mexico. Is it Don? Is it Don King? Don King? It, no, it's Dave the King uh, of Mexico. All right. Yeah. The King of Mexico is bullshit. Well, that's not what you want. I that's mean, our birthday. It's his birthday. That's our tribute. That's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Thursday means a bunch of things on the Kevin and Bean Show. Dr. Drew Pinsky visits us later on. Uh, R.J. Bell from LasVegasPregame.com talks NFL wildcard. And this feature, which we like to call Get Up On This. Get Up, Get On Up. Uh, guys, a lot of attention this past week on Netflix. Yes. Right? There was a, pretty much they won the holiday season madness that is media. Sure. Right? They had blind bird, bird, bird box. box. Bird, blind bird <laughs> box. <laughs> yes. They, they had a bandersnatch. Sure. Right? The Black Mirror, uh, Choose Your Own Adventure. Mm-hmm. And in that uh, sort of media blitz, I think something got overlooked. And it's a brand new show on Netflix that I'm getting you up on this week. And it's it's six episodes, one season, around 30 to 45 minutes each. And the show is called Seven Days Out. Seven Days Out? Yes. Okay. Basically, what it does is it takes the world's biggest events... So, uh, in this case, here are some of the episodes from season one. Okay. The Westminster Dog Show, NASA's (laughs) NASA's Cassini Mission, uh, the Chanel Couture Fashion Show in Paris. Uh, I'll give you a couple others in a minute. But what we do is you take those events and you start a week before... They uh, they go off right that mm-hmm. they that they actually is this happen. real or is it yeah, comedy? This is all real. Oh, it's all real. All okay. real. No, best in show is the uh, fake Westminster Dog Show show. <laughs> uh, so basically, you watch day by day as they produce these things for one week. Interesting. So you start seven days out and you watch how it comes together, and it is intense. Uh, it is a very good show. It's almost one of the times in Netflix, even though it's easily digestible at thirty minutes and forty five minutes. You wish it was longer. You almost wow, wish these were like two-hour movies on each of these. And this is from the point of view of the people putting on the events? Tons of different people. Okay. Yeah, they follow just the overall process. It's okay. like a, a cameraman was there and sort of picked up all the problems and things that go right. So for the Westminster Dog Show, they follow a, a, a few. It's my favorite one that I've mm-hmm. watched. They follow a few dog handlers as they try to stand out amongst 2,800 dogs to be crowned champ at Madison Square Garden. Sure. A lot of good and uh, boys and girls. Sure. A lot of doggos. <laughs> sure. That you'll like very, very much. Uh, they watch the Cassini mission when they, uh, the big uh, main event is crashing a probe into Saturn after a 20-year mission. You go to the Kentucky Derby. 
you go to the Chanel Couture Fashion Show, which I didn't know was such a big deal. But in the past, mm-hmm. they've even uh, erected a NASA rocket kind of look, and it launches wow. in the middle of the show. What? They spend millions of dollars on it, and, oh and this uh, this year they created a full atrium and a garden uh, in order to show off their new collection, and Karl Lagerfeld's all over it, which mm-hmm. is awesome. They go to a League of Legends tournament. Oh, wow. Which sold out staples. Yes. So it's a huge deal, so they, they let you follow the teams, and there's a huge twist halfway through, so I suggest you watch Sweet. that one. Uh, it involves one of the members of one of the teams and a crime. <gasps> all right. It's crazy. But the one we're going to listen to some clips of is a a restaurant called 11 Madison Park. Do you guys know that place in New York? Mm-mm. It is considered and voted the number one restaurant in the world. Wow. Which is nuts. Wow. And they decided to have a full renovation uh, and reopen. And let's listen to a clip of how intense a restaurant like this truly is. I think restaurant people wake up every single day trying to reinvent calm out of chaos. Hey guys, Deville Loin here. Tell you how we're cooked. They're really good at making things look like everything's working when, in fact, it may not. They take reservations during the reopening process, during the renovation. They take reservations that include people already paying for their dinners without knowing what the new menu is. Oh my. And it's on a certain day, so they have to finish, or else they have to cancel basically a whole dinner. Uh, wow. You know, everyone who, who had a reservation, they have to cancel and give their money back to everyone. Wow. It's a brand new menu. Uh, you even see them install seating and realize that like they're so anal about every single detail. The owner sits down and he goes, "This this fabric on this couch is is too prickly. <laughs> really? It's we got to get a conditioner in here and rub it down." It's just like some of the people you think are acting, they're not. Here's a clip of how detailed the the process truly is. You know, if you pick up a plate in the restaurant, the plate will have been put down such that the logo is oriented so you're reading it. Will anyone ever notice that? No. Why does it matter? Because it means that when we are putting plates down, we're doing it with more intention. Oh, dear. (laughs) So, by the way, there's some pretty great quotes in the show. Take it easy, dude. Yeah. Uh, So, they they send workers to get a custom-tailored suit, which I didn't know they do at restaurants like this. Hmm. Oh, high-end, like, per se. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Didn't know. Uh, The day before, there's two days before they open, they don't have any gas. The gas has not been turned on in the restaurant. Is it an accident? Important. It's a, they can't get it because New York, like the way the government, you know, obviously everyone works very slow. Uh, they, I won't tell you how it works out, but they have to pretend to prep and cook and serve without any gas. So they're like walking <laughs> through the restaurant acting. There's like, and no one thinks it's as crazy That's as we do. That's so weird. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, they also have rules from a very overly anal chef. That's this clip. Number one, the dish has to be delicious. Yeah, I love it. Number two, the dish has to be beautiful. This is not the prettiest I've seen. So visually, I think we can make something more beautiful. Number three, creativity. It's very important that every dish adds something to the dialogue of food today. (laughs) This is really perfect. (laughs) And number four is intention. It needs to make sense that this dish exists. <laughs> As you can see, the show is tremendous. Imagine oh that God. kind of detail on a dog show. You know oh, what I mean? my God. Uh, so also that guy makes, this is also crazy, he makes his chefs shave every day. So every day they have to wake up and have a completely clean face. They have to shave their, they can't have any facial hair. Wow. And that's about mental, like the way he believes you mentally are when you're shaved. It's about mental, not physical, no, not the way no, people look. No, doesn't care. No, doesn't wow. care how it looks. No one really sees them. You know, they're in the mm-hmm. back. But he believes the sous chefs and stuff work more intensely and a little more respectfully when they're shaved. Yeah, I would say he's crazy, but this is the 
Best restaurant in the world. Best restaurant in the world. Uh, you watch opening night. I won't spoil anything for you, but you see a certain cameo from a member of The Roots. And <laughs> this restaurant is still number one, 11 Madison. It's a little different now because it's a little fancier. They won their award and then sort of stepped it up with this renovation. But again, this show is really fun. Like I said, you'll want it to be longer, but uh, I think there's too much TV. So anything that's 30 to 45 minutes, Agreed. I'm pretty much digesting at this point. But that is my Get Up On, seven days out on Netflix. Get up, get on up, on this. Get up. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Yesterday was our uh, excuse first me. day. Uh, excuse me. Uh, let me get my Borat voice ready. <clears throat> my wife. We're <laughs> <laughs> not, not there yet, Justin. Oh, okay. okay, sorry, sorry. Yesterday was our first day back for 2019, and Jensen brought us all a surprise. And a present when he informed us that he and his lovely bride, Danielle, are going to be having a baby boy. Yes. In yes. July. Yep, yep. We were uh, we were surprised by that. We were, of course, delighted for for you. And then uh, we found out that you hadn't hadn't settled on a name yet. No, we have some favorites, but we have not uh, locked it in. Do you want to share the favorites with us or no? No, okay. we will hide those. All right. Okay. All right. Well, let's bring uh, Mrs. Carp into the mix. <clears throat> uh, Danielle, first of all. <clears throat> Excuse me. You... Hold on. Can you... Oh. <clears throat> My wife. <laughs> kind of dropped off there. That's not... <laughs> How are you still married to this guy? The first, first time wasn't good enough. He had to do it a second time. <laughs> really clear and everything. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, a happy new year and congratulations on the big baby news. Thank you so much. We are so excited. I, I know that Jensen is really, really excited. Yes. Are you really excited? I am really, really excited. I'm basically smiling ear to ear since we found out. So, yeah, I'm thrilled. She has a, an app, two apps on her phone that she checks every day that are like mommy apps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it started off by saying, you're, when we first realized, your baby is the size of a poppy seed. Right. Which we have nicknamed the baby poppy seed, which is all we <laughs> yeah. call it. But, Danielle, what is it today? Today it was, uh, well, the other, the other day was a better one. The other day, like two days ago, it was the size of a Lego man. So it has grown just since we found out. It has grown from a poppy seed to the size of a Lego man. Wow. So our baby is a genius is what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the That's way. what I'm hearing. Yeah. Now, are you someone who had baby names in mind growing up? Like, were you a little girl no. who thought, ahead? no, not at all, huh? No, not at all. Not not even a little bit. I, I knew that I somewhere in the future wanted to have kids. That kind of changed over the course of my life. Like when I was younger, I had this idea that I would have like six kids. And then I got older and I was like, maybe no kids, uh, maybe one kid. And then obviously when Jensen and I met, I was like, yes, definitely going to have children. Um, but I've never had names in mind. I've always right. just. It's, they've just been, you know, children out in the future. Now we're gonna we're gonna open up the phones for our listeners okay. to suggest names at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. And I don't know, Danielle, if you're aware of the type of guests that our listeners will have. But <laughs> well, can we set some parameters. I mean, I think that's probably a wrong idea because when we do that, then they'll just do those things. Yeah, it's yeah. no. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. But look, no. you're not beholden to any of these names. It's oh, not no, like this it's, is legally binding. I don't think it's legally binding. <laughs> so, you know, names you don't like, we just we just move on. I, I will tell you that I am surprised uh, knowing Jensen and, <clears throat> and what a super fan he is of the NBA, mm-hmm. that he's yeah. not just looking at the crazy NBA names and going, oh, I know. By the way, I got I to gotta bring one of those in. Danielle knows we had a list that we started with. 
uh, that's down to a couple names now. But one of them that I tried very hard to push in was Anthony, which is based <laughs> on she's she's laughing because she knows it's real. It's based on former Orlando Magic point guard Anthony Hardaway. Sure, right, sure, <laughs> sure. But uh, she also made the right decision. Yes, in we, dismissing that on the list. Also, and Danielle can can vouch for this. We woke up one day and let's look at the list again. And we looked, and there was a name on there that we're not sure how it got on the list. It's now been pulled off the list. But Danielle, tell them what it was. Weldon. What? Weldon. 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 I was like, young Weldon? What? Like, what? what, what? Weldon. Weldon come Which from? made me like young Sheldon as a full name, too. Wow. Young Sheldon Carp. Is that ah. ma- is Weldon a real name or is that made up? I don't, we don't know. It just showed where it came from. We don't know where it came from, That's but Weldon some... was on the list. Yeah. Um, it's gone. Can now. I suggest uh, the great uh, Seattle Seahawk Barkevius Mingo? How about him? Mm. Would you, oh, would you nice. like another Barkevius in the family? I, Listen. Another Barkevius. That's the problem. Is that that's my cousin's name. We can't do it. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Bummer. Um, yeah. So you know it's a boy. We should mention that yes. for the listeners, right? Mm-hmm. You know it's a yeah. boy. Yeah. Are there any family names that you are going to be expected to consider on either side? Well, I, we will be taking my my late father's first name as a middle name. We've said that. I guess yeah. I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. But anyway, I mean that's nice. It's nice to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, my father. Good because yeah. yeah. My, my yeah, father's name is Lawrence. Middle name. Middle name. Yeah. Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. So now, Kevin, that. you have a uh, you have a lot of thoughts on baby names because well, you you think that they can be limiting in the future if the parents blow it out of the gate. Why, right? I just think parents are stupid when they name their kids a lot of times because you don't want to saddle a kid with a name that he's going to have to explain for the rest of his life or be made fun of for the rest of his life. Yeah. It just seems like you're making it hard because you want to be creative. Well, we do want to be creative. Right. So mm-hmm. we, fine. My, my name being Jensen, my mother's name is ridiculous. My mother's name is Haroldine. Please. That's her full first name. Oh, it's a boy. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I I think we both want to be unique, but we also don't want to be made fun of for right. years as this, you know, couple who right. made their babies. I, I've got some yeah. ideas. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I'm love, excited. I've always loved the name Holden, not just a Holden Ooh. Caulfield thing, but I've, I loved Holden Schneider on As the World Turns. My mom would watch that when I was sick. Right. So it's 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 a twofer because you've got Catcher in the Rye and As the World Turns. Well, when you read Catcher in the Rye, you go, this right? is my baby's name. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's the kid I want to grow up to be. Listen, oh, stop being phonies. Holden would hate that. <laughs> um, another one that I thought of, which would bring kind of everything together, you guys went to what high school? Calabasas. And their mascot is the? Coyote. Wiley. Wiley. <laughs> Wiley. I, Wiley. I was, that's a sweet name, actually. It's really wow. cute. I'm going to say she's two for two in names that I went, that sounds cool. Oh, Wiley. I know, I agree. Okay, Danielle, nobody loves um, a place called Ruby's Diner more than me until I met you. She does love Ruby's. Except, yes, except me, yeah. What if we go... Rubio, and then they're like, "Oh wow, look at Rubio! That's like that's a romantic name for a kid." Rubio, I'm going to pass on. I'm passing on. Rubio. All right, no, passing no, on. No. okay. What about hasn't a certain senator from Florida kind of ruined Rubio yeah. too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, right. yeah. Okay. I have one guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. one I think is a great name, mm-hmm. and it's Boban. Boban, right? Boban. Yes. Danielle, can I tell Boban them? Boban is yes, please. I, you didn't suggest that. No. Okay. I reached out to the Los Angeles Clippers because <laughs> I wanted our announcement to be from Boban. <laughs> oh, oh, man. And, and I got far with it enough to where the Clippers PR people were like, we would be interested to do this. Is and, that right? And Danielle brought me back down to earth and told me that in 20 years when we explained to our baby how we announced it, 
it, a, a, a utility player from Los Angeles Clippers <laughs> is probably not the thing we want to remember. I feel, check out his ears. I know. I feel like Danielle is saving you. Yeah, I do too. By yeah. Way, from that's yourself. A, that's a larger theme of our relationship. Okay, sure. <laughs> How about uh, Bong Bong, Jensen? Oh. Bong Bong. Well, I mean, you love the Wu-Tang Clan. Are there any names in hip-hop that are on the short list? Uh, oh, I, I have thought in my head, but luckily not said out loud, how can I turn the RZA into a name for a baby? Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, Method Man's real name is Clifford. I thought about Clifford. Yeah. Clifford's a sweet name. Uh, that's probably as far as I've What about Durst? Durst, Durst Carp. Oh, Durst Carp. I didn't, know, I didn't know our icons and heroes were in this topic. Uh, Durst Carp. Uh, Danielle has a history with the band Corn. She was like really mm-hmm. close with them in the 90s. Okay, so Jonathan? No, just Corn. Oh, just Corn. <laughs> Danielle, why were you close to corn in the 90s? Listen, the 90s were a weird time. I can't quite explain it. But, okay. Yeah, there's, picture, right, there's a picture, those there's a picture of her that we've been trying to find in the garage of her sitting on, it's going to sound grosser than it is, but it was like a friend sitting on Jonathan Davis's lap, like a big thumbs up, and then next to her is Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> well, monkey is available <laughs> yeah, oh, for court. All right, how about this? How about, what if your name was asshore? That's a terrible idea. Okay. I didn't say it was good. And it was a weird voice. Everything got strange. (laughs) All right. R.I.P. Jedifish. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to open up the phone lines for you right now. You've heard the conversation. You've heard a little bit of the direction they want to go in and a little bit of the direction they don't want to go in. What's a great baby name for Danielle and Jensen? they got Mm -hmm. a few months to decide before this little boy pops out in July. 1-800-520-1067. God bless Danielle, by the way, for saying she would listen. She would at least listen to all... All offers. I thought this was a bit. I thought this was a joke. And then when I got home and she was like, no, I'm, I'm willing to listen. I was like, oh, no, you're doing the joke, too. She goes, no, no, I'm actually willing to listen. Uh, can we just put a, a no on Corey? Okay. Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah that okay. should be said. Yes. Of course. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but girl. baby Napoleon, that's fine, right? Baby oh, yeah, Napoleon? Absolutely. Sure. All right. 1 800 520 1067. How often do you get a chance to name somebody else's baby? <laughs> taking your calls next on K Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. Let's take one phone call. We're looking for a baby name for Jensen and Danielle. Mm-hmm. Let's make it uh, Chris in Pasadena. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, guys. What do you got? I got Cooper. Hmm. Cooper Car. Kind of has a nice ring to it in my eyes. Cooper. Danielle, what do you think? What do you think? I like the alliteration. I like it. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So does he win like Coachella tickets or something? No, like that? no, that no, name no. He ends wins up nothing. getting picked. Yeah, 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 he definitely wins. No, 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 no. We'll never speak with him again. We'll steal the name and say it was our idea. That's the prize. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Chris. Hey, Jensen, read the uh, the text from Josh because I thought that was an interesting idea too. Oh, it is really good, and I do understand the idea to want to almost, uh, you know, Jennifer Lopez, Benifer, whatever it is. Sure. Uh, it's uh, Janelle. This is Josh in the seven one four. It's a mix between Jensen and Danielle. Janelle. Huh. What, do you, what do you think? I think Janelle sounds like a girl's name. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I think gender is fluid, so that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> Jensen, for those just joining us, why don't you set up who's on the phone and what we're doing here? <clears throat> oh, dear. <clears throat> oh, i got a little water. Oh, Let me get gosh. a water. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, gets old that's like Kermit. Yeah. Doing Borat. But his face, the genuine joy yeah. it brings him each time, and by each time, that's four. Yeah, she's, she's an addition. She, yeah, go ahead. I babe. think he proposed and then immediately said, I, I can't did. wait to say my wife. I did, I did say that. I did say that. Uh, it's my wife, Danielle Fischel, who is uh, Danielle Fischel Carp, who is the greatest human being in the world. Aw. Yeah. And you're yeah. having a baby boy, and we're, we're looking. That's right. We're having a baby boy. 
in July, and Jackson we... has suddenly forgotten how to do radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so just smitten with love. Uh, we're having a baby boy in July, and I, I, we don't have a name picked out. We have a list that used to have Weldon on it. We have no idea why. Uh, but we're taking names, and Danielle genuinely believes that you, the listener, could give us a, cho- a choice to pick from. Flavor okay. You guys, no, uh, somebody just tweeted in, and it's shocking that none of us thought it. And this is the name, so we can stop the segment after okay. this. Okay. okay. Thank right. you to Voice of Reason, who came up with Harvey Danger Carp. That's pretty good. Brilliant. <laughs> it's pretty good. Right? Danielle, I have two thumbs up. <laughs> okay. Okay, we can add it to the list. <laughs> not, only, not only is Harvey Danger Jensen's favorite band of all time, but the kid can grow up and say that Danger is my middle name. That's right. right. It's the I best. Know. All right, yeah, let's, that's uh, get, good, back, that's let's get back to the calls, 1-800-520-1067. Let's go to Carlos. Let's get started with him on line three, please. He's in Montebello. He's got. He's put a lot of thought into this. Hey, Carlos. Hey, how you doing? Good, thank you. Uh, name? Mountbatten. Hmm. Mountbatten? Yes, how's the Windsor? Yeah, it's, not your, it's not a position? No, no. <laughs> this is this is a name that you know as a name of royalty, basically. Yeah, House of Windsor. Huh. Sure, House of Windsor. Yeah. <laughs> we, it's our favorite House of Windsor name, as you know. Uh, I did think Mountbatten sounds a lot like Montebello, which is where you're from. So yes, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. By the Dan- way, Car- Carlos says that he wanted to name his kid that, and his wife vetoed it. His so wife, your was- wife. Your wife can veto it also, Jetson. Yeah, Carlos, what did <laughs> yeah, you go I, with? What did you go with instead of Mountbatten? Steve. Well, we haven't had a kid yet, but that's the idea we're going with it. Well, you're right. not gonna have a kid with that attitude. Uh Danielle <laughs> Danielle, what is your feeling on, on Mountbatten? I'm going to strike Mountbatten. All right, all right. Good. Good call. Yeah, I'm gonna let that one go. All right. Line two, Palos Vertis is gonna be Pete up next on the Kevin and Bean show. Hey Pete. Yeah. Hey, um first time caller. Thank Great you. uh Long-time listener. Thank you. Uh, Zeus, mm. king of God. Zeus. And uh, Zeus very international flair. And uh, then when you want to get his attention, you say, hey, Zeus. Oh, then people will oh. think we're bilingual. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. It is a, a powerful, strong mm-hmm. name. I have to give you credit for that. And, I, you know, there aren't a lot of great Z names out there, by the way. That's no. important. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Danielle, list or no? Uh, you know what? I, we can add it to the list. My only complaint with Zeus is that it's four letter, a four letter first name and a four letter last name. Oh, which, Zeus Carp. Oh, know. see, I don't even think Why about is stuff that, like that. I don't even. Danielle and I have thought that one syllable like Bob Carp is it's like too weird. Hey, Bob Carp. It's just very like too, too quick, abrupt, too abrupt. Mm. Okay. That's odd, that, that, but okay. That makes sense. I get it. All right. Well, you're not going to like uh, Kevin on line seven either. Then he has an interesting name. He's from Ontario. He's up next. Hey, Kevin. How's it going? Good. Thank you. Uh, What's I your name? Uh, Bjorn. Hmm. Bjorn. Oh, it's from Vikings, the television show. Bjorn. Bjorn. But also the tennis player. There's there's Sure. But then you have to be like, this is my baby Bjorn, and people are looking for the little (laughs) snuggly case. (laughs) And you're like, no, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget the guy in ABBA, Jensen. Oh, yeah, ABBA as well. Gotta gotta have Bean (laughs) throw that one in. Don't forget that. Uh, (laughs) Danielle, Danielle, and now that you've heard that it was the guy in ABBA, what is your feeling on Bjorn? Despite the fact that it's the guy in ABBA, I'm going to rule out Bjorn for example. No Bjorn. Fair enough. All right, let's go to, uh, by the way, very few ladies calling for this. It's mostly men with names. Let's go to Adam Mission Viejo up next line three here on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Adam. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, thank you. What's your suggestion? My suggestion is 
107. That way the baby would never forget what month it's born in and also has the 7 from 1067. Huh. I mean, it's also a movie about uh, a woman's in head box? in a box. But sure, yeah. I, mean, I understand how those are the first two things they'll think of. Uh, Danielle, uh, seven, where are we at? You know what? I like seven until you reminded me of the movie, and you're right. We can't oh, do that. Okay. So that's, that's a no. All right. Uh, Jensen, you'll know. Who's the, the famous uh, hip-hop couple that has a kid named Seven? Uh, I, don't, I know there's a. I, the only thing I know of is the producer in hip hop who's very big, whose name is Seven. But I don't know the kid. I don't know someone. Yeah, there's a, a there's a famous uh, famous couple. I'll have to look it up. All right, one eight hundred five two zero one zero six eight. We only have time for a couple more. Let's go to Annette. We wanted a lady in the mix. She's on line eight. Call her from San Clemente. Hey, Annette. Hey, how, how's it going, guys? It's going well, thank you. Name for a boy. Good. Okay, I can I can I tell you guys too? Yeah, sure. Please. sure. Okay, so I've got Dexter. Dexter. Okay. Mm. Murder. I mean, I think it's just a cute name. And then yeah, I've but, got but, Rupert, but hold on a sec. Before yeah, yeah, you move on, yeah. okay. don't most people today think of Dexter as the serial killer TV show? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, but seriously, that once a name has been used for seven years on a TV show, or the Offspring. Kinda, it. I mean, you know it's it's kind of out there. I guess. <laughs> She's out of the loop of knowing the eight-season show about a serial killer that's won tons of, of Emmys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I I All right, what's your other one? What's the other one? Yeah. The second name is Rupert, and I, I always think of Rupert Everett, who I love as an actor, but uh, what do you think about Rupert? I think of Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, been, uh, that's been ruined Wait till you hear about that when you get out of your cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right? Dan- Danielle, what do you think about the murderer Dexter or the philanderer uh, Rupert? Uh, we're going to oh, thank you for I the really call, by the way. suggestions, but no, I'm going to no. have to strike okay. it. Hey, Jensen, um, Seven is the offspring of Andre 3000 oh, and Erica and Badu. Badu. That's a good, yeah, Seven makes sense. That is theirs. All right, we already got time for a couple more. Hey, let's go to uh, Long Beach. Cynthia up next, line five. This is kind of a throwback to Janelle a little bit, but she's tweaked it. All right. Cynthia's line six. Okay, sorry. Let's, yes. My bad. All right, uh, Cynthia, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, so I had a mashup idea too, but Genzel. J-N-C-E-L. Hmm. Genzel. That sounds hmm. not very masculine for the boy, but I, that's fine with me. Well, it's Denzel adjacent, well, though. Yeah, that's pretty Denzel macho. Adjacent. You know, if your son grew up to be an NBA all star, that Genzel, you know, it's going to look really good. I on don't want to. Look, I love Jensen, and I don't want to, you know, be mean to him, but his kid is not going to be How in the NBA. How dare you? <laughs> the most anti-Semitic thing you've ever said on the air. How dare you? Danielle is what? How tall are you, Danielle? You can I'm 5'1". Danielle's 5'1". I'm 5'9". How dare you? We could easily make a 6'7 child. And also, Boban was going to announce us. Unbelievable. All right. I think we're going to have to table this for today. We did not come to any conclusions, but this will be our monthly feature as we get closer to the birth. So we'll do it again in February. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you, guys. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Jesus. Just a suggestion. Mm. Oh, I could take that. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, remember my wife? 
Yeah. It was such a fun time. <laughs> you know, you still have her, right? Oh, <laughs> still that's there. right. You'll, you'll be home in a couple of hours. I thought I had to lose her after the break. <laughs> it's a Thursday morning here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Allie is here with What's Happening, and then we'll catch up with Dr. Drew for the first time in 2019. Good morning, Allie. Excellent. So Bird Box on Netflix was um, supposedly their best uh, seven-day showing in its history. It went gangbusters over the holidays. Everyone was watching this, and of course, all of the memes with somebody with their face blindfolded, that type of thing. Well, it is now taken no on... no circumstance are you allowed to take off your blindfold. If I find that you have, I will hurt you. Do you understand? Whoa. Yes. I mean, Damn. wow. Netflix is pretty serious. Take it pretty easy. serious about blindfold. Yes. So people have been copying Sandra Bullock's character and other characters in the movie who are forced to wear a blindfold um, so they can survive this strange thing that seems to be killing everyone when you look at it. So people have taken it to a whole new level mm-hmm. with the bird box challenge. So they're blindfolding themselves, riding scooters, going through the drive-through, climbing escalators, and of course hashtagging it the bird box challenge. So Netflix had to respond to the sensation, tweeting, "Can't believe I have to say this, <laughs> but all caps, please do not hurt yourselves with this bird box challenge." Throughout we- social media. It, it, it took his own legs and it gained wings. We don't know how this started and we appreciate the love. Stop giving people warnings about not doing stupid things. Stop putting on, don't drink this bleach. Don't, like, stop it. Let people drink the bleach. Let people eat the Tide Pods. Tide pods. Please plank off the side of a building. Do it all. Let's thin the herd, people. We're all going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We didn't have to warn about fire that much when fire was invented, when people just walked right. into it. Bye. Right. You're not Seriously. here anymore. Stop stepping in front of cars. No, keep stepping in okay. front of cars. So keep with the blindfolding. Y- uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Actually, life. Netflix should send out blindfolds <laughs> with the, bl- with the name on it. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys, I'm about to play something for you that Bean sent me yesterday and said, new song, um, can you guess who it is? And when he played it for me, I wrote back, no idea, but they should be ashamed. Oh. I need you guys to take a listen and see if you can figure out who this songbird is. Tune is difficult to tell. The song is called Get Enough. Uh-huh. And it is by someone that we all know. I'm gonna go with Chris Martin. Okay. It's a good guess. I'm gonna go with is it is it something that you think we'll never get? I think that you will agree with me with this okay. person should be ashamed that they did this. Bruce Springsteen. Great guess. Okay. It's, it's Just a, trying to think of no, the register. Of- it's along those lines. This person has had an amazing career. 
I, one, I of, this song. one of, if not the biggest stars in the world. Okay, then I'll change mine. Okay. Paul McCartney. It is Paul McCartney. What? Yeah, he's he can be bad, guys. Uh, oh, I know that. Yeah. yeah. This was co-produced not only by Paul McCartney, but Ryan Tedder of One Republic and Zach Skelton. And here's the thing. He plays bass guitar, piano, acoustic guitar, harpsichord, synthesizer, and synth bass on that three-minute cut. Tedder, this is the best wording, Tedder is credited with programming and background vocals. Credited? No. How dare you? How dare you, Ryan Tedder? Wow. Why would they do that? I don't do, know. Do, do we need <laughs> all of that? No, sir. No. Don't. No. Why? Why? Because no one's going to say no. This I, I see how this happens. That is the problem. Yes. Paul McCartney writes horrible songs yes. now. Yeah. Uh, now? Well, old. Even sometimes. Yeah. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. obviously he's written Some, classics. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying he has also written terrible songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he did. I mean, come on. Okay, compared to Get Enough, Get Enough? I was huh? going to say Get Enough. <laughs> compared to Get Enough, that's a bop. That is a bop. Now and then I see your face I've been wanting to love and embrace I've been looking for love, but it gets me nowhere. Wow, that's uh, that's hard to believe. Paul. That's bad. Uh, stop Paul. it. Could you cut it out, Paul. Stop doing that. I mean, we thought the whole shaggy thing. Like, what are you doing? Oh, no, that was no, Sting. Sting. That was Sting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some bad stuff going on for our older generation trying to seem hip. I'm starting to forget stuff. Maybe I'm getting up there. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Be- I'm being sent it to me, and I-, I had no idea. You know what's funny, though? After you told us who it was, when now I listened to it, it, you could hear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> wow. I, mean, I honestly, when I heard it, I I didn't even really think of the voice as much. I went, who's so stupid that he'll follow a trend into nothing? And I thought Chris Martin or Paul McCartney. Those were my two people mm. that would just be like, yeah, I'll try that. You're better than this, guys. Yeah. You are. You know who's done it well? That kind of transition? Hmm. Elton John. Oh, he's all over yeah. the place. Yeah, he gets yeah. it. He like yeah. listens on SoundCloud to like upcoming yeah. rappers. Like he just, he knows what's hip and doesn't put himself out there in terrible ways. Like he yeah. picks and yeah, chooses. Yeah, he's good at that. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, Paul McCartney, dear. not so much. No, no, no. Even that Kanye song was terrible. Yeah. Remember? Mm-mm. Paul McCartney yeah. and Kanye yeah, and Rihanna? Yeah, the four or five seconds. Yeah. I didn't think that was oh, terrible. Oh, compared so to this? I didn't, I didn't like it. Again, that's Ireland a bop. Or whatever yeah. this. Absolutely. Bop. Yeah. All right, some birthdays for you. Eli Manning. Danica McKellar and Dave, the Dave, king of Dave, Mexico. Dave, Dave. Damn, is it Christmas yeah. already that we need sweaters and it's winter time? So, anyways. <laughs> I mean, what a DJ. Right? That, that boy turned out to be excellent. That's why he's work. such a dick all the time. Oh, it's his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. Allie, now that we're into the playoffs, mm-hmm. you still turn your back on football? I haven't watched a second, don't care. Not going to follow your Patriots at all. Don't even know if they're in it. Are they, they in are. it? They are. Yes. Cool. Good for them. <laughs> we'll go to LasVegasPregame.com's RJ Bell Talk NFL Playoff Weekend number one for the wild card games coming up. But first, though, ladies and gentlemen, look who's on the phone for the first time in 2019, our good friend Dr. Drew Pinsky. Hey, Doc. Happy New Year's, guys. What, hey. What's the matter with Allie? What is that? She a brain tumor or something? No. Wow. <laughs> a brain tumor. I mean, we starting with this? <laughs> Happy New Year. 
Is she, that uh, like I do have my nose run a lot, and I think it's brain fluid? Would that it, be a tumor? I've seen that happen. Yeah. Your ethmoid bone, your ethmoid plate breaks, and the cerebral final fluid just sure. through your nose. You don't have to that tell us, does, right? That does sound like fun. That was Mad Libs. Speaking of uh, speaking of the holidays, here was the uh, tweet that Dr. Drew put up on uh, Christmas Day. Merry Christmas from Havana with my friend Fidel, and it's him standing next to a photograph of Fidel Castro. So clearly, Dr. Drew is a communist. We can all agree on that, <laughs> right? I was surprised. Viva la yes. <laughs> right. I was surprised and also fascinated by the fact that you went to Cuba over the holidays. Yeah. And so I, I've got a, this is a long story, but uh, this was my wife's idea. And I thought, wow, that, that's a very interesting thing. Because she likes the Caribbean and I like culture. And I, she said, let's go to Cuba. I said, all right. Then we took a cruise down there and it was fantastic and before you tell tell us about it though where are we in terms of the u.s and cuba because i remember when barack obama kind of opened up the tourism avenues but i thought that it had closed somewhat since then and it was not as easy for americans to go is that not true that is absolutely true unless you're on a cruise and then you got okay yeah and so the way in is on these cruise ships and you get you know disgorged onto Havana, and it's really quite something. But boy, I have lots of thoughts. I, I I was in Cuba 15 years ago with a group called YPO, and we actually met for three hours with Castro. Wow. Yeah, and that's why I was making fun of the the silhouette behind me. You know, I was pretending to be with Fidel Castro because I actually had met him years ago, and he was a burned-out manic depressive. Like he was severely manic, severely. Oh, wow. Came out with his grenade belt. And we asked him one question. He spoke for three hours without taking a breath, and almost none of it made sense. Wow! It was, it was really something. So, so it was very much like sitting down with Adam Carolla. Very much. <laughs> so I was fully, fully ready for that. Uh, but but this time, you know, we went and we spent more time there. That was a very short visit back then. And uh, man, the people are just beautiful and lovely and. The patina of the place is amazing. I don't know that word. What's patina? Like, like the sort of the it's all all the this old, beautiful old colonial architecture gotcha. that's kind of decaying, and but that's kind of the big observation I made. It's it's like Nero fiddling when Rome is burning. That all the people are so fiercely independent. This because of the revolution, we're all together and it's safe here, and we have a collaborative society, and the whole thing is collapsing around them, mm. like really bad. Uh, they, we went to the Tropicana, which is this dance show, beautiful show, amazing talent. And our guide uh, pointed out to us that these were some of the most high, highest paid professionals on the island. Some of them made as much as $250 a month. A month? Oh, wow. Wow. Highest paid on the island. And food was rationed and the infrastructure is crumbling and the music is beautiful and the people are beautiful and they could not be more lovely. But man, I just thought to myself... You know, if we could just get get that revolutionary spirit in an economic system that actually worked, we'd really have something. And then I thought, wait a minute, wasn't that the spirit of 76? Isn't that what America was at one time? And then I thought, oh, my God, have we drifted from that? Yeah. We, we got none of that that they have a big dose of that we could use. Uh, I agree, just a, I agree a, with you there. All right, let me interrupt you for a minute because you're, you're throwing a lot of great uh, yeah. talking points out here. Okay. Number one is the inequality in Cuba. I would imagine that you and your wife stayed at a very nice hotel and wanted for nothing with excellent food and excellent service and access to cars and everything else, probably living very much uh, differently than the people in the neighborhood near you. Is right? that true? We, we stayed 
on the cruise ship, so we sort of okay. would, would sort of retreat to that. But but yeah, of course, we had money, and they knew it, and they wanted it. There was, and here's where the sort of the the delusion or the the mystique that they create for themselves sort of breaks down. Lots of begging, lots of homeless, lots of severe medical problems on the streets. I mean, this whole notion that they have such a great medical system, you just walk down the sidewalk, and I can tell you for sure, they are not attending to basic medical problems. Mm, wow. And, and so, and we were busily handing stuff out. We felt terrible. I mean, they, they were very happy with minimal, we'd buy cookies and things for people. And, and how is it that it's such a great again with this great system where it's so collaborative where all this is going on on the street not as bad as los angeles though by the way <laughs> not as bad as here you know you know what i mean it's like like it's easy to point a finger oh yeah they they got a problem but no 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 we 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 are certainly uh neck and neck. worse worse yeah. why haven't you ever brought that up <laughs> oh my god doctor did you do you feel this may be a, a dumb question but i i think i would feel guilty as an american walking around there seeing what our decades of embargoes against the people of Cuba have done to them in terms of limiting access from our country to theirs in so many ways that we could have helped them. Yeah, I, I think we will. I think that's the bottom line. I kept thinking that we, we if, and they don't seem to want us. I would sort of put it that way, and they certainly were not um, judgmental or harsh towards us. I mean, they were happy. So we they're were happy there. you were there. Yeah, oh. and, and so I, I think one day it, it will happen. But it, it sort of, it, it really, something needs to change in terms of their economic system and the infrastructure. I mean, I just thought about there are many international businesses that are not U.S. businesses that would, I'm sure, happily come in there and set up hotels and sure. restore the businesses. They, they just sort of don't allow it. And so they don't trust it. They don't. They, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the problem is. But it, it, again, back to what I said a few minutes ago, which is if we could just keep that revolutionary spirit alive, that collaborative, communal sort of quality, the, these beautiful, the beautiful people and their attitudes, and have a government and an economic system that function, I, I think we should look to them as you know a, a model if they can get it together. Got it. All right. Last question I have for you is one of the things you always hear about Cuba and see in photographs, especially in Havana is the old cars. Yeah. These they somehow are keeping vehicles on the road from the 1950s and 60s, right? Right. Well, now still, that's still a today. Thing. That's a thing. Those are all now government owned with government employees driving them. Is that them. right? And you even take a picture of them, you have to take a you have to pay a fee. And so it's now a thing. It's not just sort of, oh, how cute they've got these old cars in the street. It's it's a formal business and it's government controlled. Wow. Would you recommend yeah. for our listeners who can swing it a trip to Cuba? I, I would. I would urge you first, though, to watch some documentaries on it uh, and the, the tr tremendous. I mean, we, people, we forget what happened in the Caribbean and what, what a mess that was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got uh, some Hurricane Irma, if I remember correctly. But I mean, in terms of the, the slavery history and the, oh, right. you know, the horrors of what went down in the sugar industry, I mean, just really, it's, you know, there have been three revolutions in Cuba. This is just the latest one. Uh, and read Che Guevara's biography. And if you're willing to do the work to see, understand what you're seeing there, I highly recommend Dr. it. Dr. Drew, I have one last question, and that yeah. is, you said the people are amazing, and yet most of them are crushingly poor. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't seem to translate to their personalities? I would say it's, it's almost a, uh, it's, I don't know how to describe it, except as kind of a delusional attitude, which is we don't care because it's the revolution. Because we are we are doing whatever we have to do. It's almost like North Korea, right? 
it's like it's it's because of the revolution that we live this way and we're happy to do it because of the revolutionary spirit that we mm. maintained and it's for one another and we're together in this and it's that's a great thing but it's delusional you know if you if you think after 60 years things are going to change that's delusional. Yeah. You have to you have to change the system a bit first. And so. that's coming from Fidel's communist friend, Dr. Drew Pinsky, That's right. By the way. That's right. We went and bought cigars together, too. Did you see that? I was outside a cigar shop. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I'm sure you smuggled a bunch of them back in. You don't have to smuggle anymore. You're allowed. DrDrew.com <laughs> is where you want to go for all the podcasts, including the Adam and Dr. Drew show, The Swole Patrol with Mike Catherwood. And don't forget, Dr. Drew is middays live from noon till 3 on 790K ABC. And, and, and Heal Now Takes Medicare. That's a big oh, deal. Oh, how about that? Right. 2019. Yeah, Download the Heal app in the App Store or Google Play to see a doctor now in the comfort of your own home. Well, welcome back. Happy New Year to you, Doc. Thanks so much Thank for you. joining Great us. Great to hear you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Yeah. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Let's give Dave a minute to get uh, RJ on the phone here. I'd love to go to Cuba, by the way. Same. Do you think it's safe? I forgot to ask Dr. Drew if it was safe. Like a lot of a lot of countries, you get uh, warnings about uh, maybe you don't want to be a tourist well, You didn't there. really mention that. So I would assume so. I, I would think it's pretty safe. I've had friends that have gone down, but they did say something. It just really struck them that just the difference in the amount of poverty. Uh, yes, yeah. like you walk in one one direction, and everyone's just like, "Hey, one direction listen. is there." One direction is there, <laughs> wow. but everyone's you know listening to music. Everything's great. Then you walk another block, and you're like, "Oh gosh." Yeah, I prefer to believe that poverty doesn't exist. If oh. I don't see it. Amen. That's kind of right? how that's how I plan my vacations. Uh-huh. Rich uh, neighborhoods only, please. Oh, for sure. All right, it's our uh, first Thursday of 2019. That means it's time for one of our favorite guests. R.J. Bell is on the line. Hit it, Steve. Because he's R.J. Jay joins us from Las Vegas. He is the founder of Pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press. RJ, I know it's been a while since we've spoken with you before the holidays, but you had another perfect week on our last show of 2018, went 3-0. How are you feeling going into the playoffs, sir? You know, I mean, to me, it's important to say if you're betting to win, right? And if you're betting for fun, it doesn't really matter, right? right. But if you're betting to win, the playoffs can be a dangerous time. Because think about it, a typical Sunday, you've got 16 games to choose from, at least that week you do. Here, you've got four. So if you try to play every game, you're going to be in trouble. I will say, though, I actually like three games this week. Let's just be conservative. Yeah, I think also all the teams playing are, are good as well. Well, in a way that you make a great point is one of the factors during the regular season is, is this losing team, this team that has nothing to play for, uh, let's say, like the San Francisco 49ers, let's say a California team. Right. Uh, what was their motivation late in the year? And trying to ascertain that is a big part of the handicap. Here, we know all the playoff teams are, go- are good and they're max motivated. Is there, are there, you have numbers on everything going back a, a lot of years, RJ. Let me just use the Eagles as an example because they're one of your picks in the big dog game this weekend. What are we to make of them, a team that didn't, they won the Super Bowl last year, they didn't even make the playoffs until the last game of the season this year? Does that tell us anything about this team or no? Is it, are we, are we zero base going into the playoffs? No, I think it tells you a lot. And, and one thing it tells you is 
this was a team that had a Super Bowl hangover, which is not unusual, right? You're writing. I mean, you guys have had, let's be candid, various times where, hey, the career is surging. There's books. There's TV interviews. And then it's time to do the regular show. And it's like, oh, okay, this isn't quite as sexy as being on TV or whatever. And then you get back to, hey, this is what got us there, right? This is the daily grind. So I look at the Eagles and I say they might have got lost a little bit regarding the effort level, the focus. But then come when their back was against the wall, and a lot of people remember that Rams game uh, a couple weeks ago, the Eagles were like 13-point underdogs. And if the Rams had won, the Eagles were eliminated, the defending champs. Lo and behold, the Eagles with Nick Foles off the bench won. They won the next week. They won the next week. And now in the playoffs. And think about how excited they must be to think we can still defend our title. Now you're sure. picking them in Chicago as, as your big dog? Yeah, so plus six, so six-point underdogs. And I think this is driven really by one big thing, which is Nick Foles. The, the narrative is, oh, he got lucky last year. Let's give him credit. But if you look at his whole career, this is a backup quarterback. I make the case that not only did he do well, amazingly well, in the playoffs last year, he's done amazingly well since in the last three games. So this is a guy with you know six or so really good performances in the last 12 calendar months, and I think he's underrated. I also think Mitch Trubisky, the Chicago quarterback, is a question mark, and we're getting six points. That's a big dog, so that's our first pick, Philly plus six. Of course, the Rams won their division, so they get to sit out this wild card weekend, but the Chargers are in action. They're in Baltimore playing the Ravens. This is your best bet. What say you, RJ? Yeah, I tell you, the... A lot of people remember a couple weeks ago on Saturday night, this very same Ravens team came into L.A. and played a big TV game, and the Ravens won. And you might think, well, wait a minute, R.J., that's a sign the Ravens are better. No, if anything, it's a sign the Chargers are going to be extra focused, saying, hey, we can't take this team lightly. And, oh, by the way, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens' quarterback, runs more than any quarterback in the NFL. Remember, he won the Heisman for Louisville, a running quarterback. And now when you get a chance against that one-dimensional quarterback to play them a second time, that's a big advantage. Maybe they tricked them the first time. You're not going to trick the Chargers the second time. And we're getting three points in this game. Best bet, L.A. Chargers plus three. How old is uh, Lamar Jackson, by the way, RJ? Uh, you know, my guess is 23. Mm. He's awfully young to be playing sure the quarterback in the playoffs in the NFL, isn't he? With, with only five starts under his belt. Yeah, that's right. All right, the big game is the one I've been waiting for. It was a nail-biter last time they met earlier in the season. The Cowboys won that one. They are hosting my beloved Seattle Seahawks. What do you think? Well, listen, i got to give you the facts here, and I really like the Dallas Cowboys, and here's why. Home field advantage in the NFL is three. So if you have two even teams, the home team should be favored by three. Dallas is only favored by one and a half here, which means Seattle needs to be the better team. I just don't think that's true. And if you look at Seattle on the road, they literally have zero impressive road wins this season. Dallas has played much better at home. And when you add it up, you're thinking, wait a minute, I've got a home team that's better at home. i got a road team that's not so good. At best, these are even teams, and now I've only got to lay one and a half, which means pretty much I just have to win the game. This is a matter of math. The math is on our side. 
Dallas favored at home by one and a half is is the pick. All right. First of all, I hate facts. Okay. <laughs> don't bring don't bring facts into this. All right. <laughs> Recapping RJ: Big Dog Eagles plus six at the Bears. Best bet: Chargers plus three at the Baltimore Ravens. Big game: Dallas Cowboys minus one and a half hosting Seattle. By the way, RJ Bell's Dream Preview is the podcast available on iTunes. He covers NFL and college football, and he is also the co-host of the daily radio show Straight Out of Vegas with RJ Bell. Uh, this is the uh, national uh, sports betting show. I noticed you got a little bit of competition. NBC Sports trying to bite you guys a little bit with their own show they just announced, RJ. Oh, is that right? I hadn't. When, when did that happen? <laughs> no, like it matters. <laughs> like you, it you matters. Know, you guys understand this. There's a lot of fighting down below, but you just you just float above it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's us. Pregame.com <laughs> is the website on Twitter at RJ in Vegas. Let them know if you win some money, would you? RJ, thanks, man. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you next time. Same to you guys. Thank you. Cause he's RJ Bell. RJ Bell. Yes, he's RJ Bell. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K Rock. Q. Jensen, you're uh, you're a guy who works in television. I do. Explain this uh, paragraph to me. Fox crushed all comers in Wednesday's prime ratings, writing the premiere of The Masked Singer to a 2.1 rating in viewers 18 to 49 per the Nielsen overnights. Yeah. What, what are we talking about in terms of millions of people that watch that show? Well, that's basically oh. about 2 million, but but that's, that's just in the key demo. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can tell you exactly how many people watched Please. so far. Okay. The Masked Singer garnered 9.21 million viewers. Wow. The, Holy moly. The best debut by a Fox series this season by more than a million people. Yeah, no, it's it's what wow. you would call an undeniable yeah. massive television hit. And it what was your role in it, Jensen? Well. I was a, uh, I think you the You created final... it, I know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's actually based, oh, I wouldn't be here, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's actually based on a Thailand uh, or Korean show, competitive show that was very popular, massive there. Okay. And I was brought in uh, a smaller role, but basically as a panelist producer. Okay. Now, this is the show for folks who don't recognize the name that I'm sure you've seen commercials for, where yeah. it looks like you've got a bunch of furries running around on stage singing. Yes. It, it, and then, when, it, when you drive by it, you go, did I take acid? <laughs> and then you have a panel of judges uh, who are trying to, what, guess who the celebrity is in the costume? Yeah, they, they, they sort of act as detectives and they try to ask questions and figure out who the person is under the mask. And, and the one thing that I will say about the show, and one that I think will allow it to have staying power, is the costumes are incredible. Mm-hmm. They are done by professional costumers who did uh, above and beyond the job I ever thought when they first told me to come work on this thing. I, I assumed we'd be in like you know cheap Rite Aid Halloween costumes. Sure. Right. And I showed up and it's like better than Disney character yeah, wow. stuff. Totally, yeah. yeah. So, it looks like the Mardi Gras. Yeah. So these are not just singers. Some are actors, yeah. athletes, yes. but can they all carry a tune-ish? Uh, ish. There, okay. are, there are definitely bad singers. Okay. I think we're going to hear one in our clips. But yeah, there's, there's, uh, they, they uh, have sort of these stats that they put up at the beginning of the show where they have multiple Emmy winners. They have people who, have multiple Walk of Fame, Hollywood Walk of Fame. They have someone who has like 20 Grammys. Oh, wow. They have, wow. And, and I worked on the show for weeks and didn't know who was under the mask. So oh, really? Seven, yeah, only seven people basically in producer, like executive producers and production knew who was under there. Wow. So it was All like, right. I, I know we're going to hear some Just audio. one last thing too that you need yeah. to know, which is crazy. 
even people who showed up with the talent had to wear costumes so that no one would recognize their managers is or that agents. Right? Yeah. Wow! Yeah. It was pretty intense, guys. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, because yeah, the gig is up if yeah. the, if it leaks out who it is. Um, do they try to change their voices so that people don't recognize? Them? Not singing. The singing voices are totally normal, and then okay. when they talk and answer questions, they're all distorted. So, oh. you, and also they wear like offset, like when the when the cameras were off, they would wear sweatshirts that said "Don't talk to me." And Is so that right? You can't even talk to the people when they're getting uh, moved to another camp. They're in a completely different location. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I didn't know Offset was even on the show. Oh, no. oh, all right. Look at the pop genius over there. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got for us? Uh, well, this is just an intro explanation of the show. There are, you know, there are 12 competitors, but let's listen to how hyped up they were to open. TV's wildest singing show <laughs> is here. Can you recognize your favorite celebrity just by their voice? You're about to find out. This is Unbelievable. The Masked Singer. By the way, that's my problem with a lot of these shows. Okay. They overhype it so much. Yeah, well, they have that that I don't they didn't do it too much in the first episode, but I hope they start to add up where uh Nick Cannon goes, "Now for the most revealing reveal." <laughs> oh no. We did it a lot, but I hope they keep using it. Uh, but yeah, there's Nick a, there's, Cannon, by the way. How is that a plus for this show? Guys, I'll tell you one thing. I wasn't a big Nick Cannon fan, I'll be honest mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. But watching him do his work, he never messes up. He, is that right? Wow. He never messed up an entire season. Months, really? months of working and talking to a camera, he never flubbed. He once flubbed, and in his ear, I said, "Up, oh, that's your first mistake of the year." And he goes, "No, it's not." I go, "What?" He goes, "It was the teleprompter." Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow, he didn't mess up. He never. That's messed how up. the Osmonds were. They called him the one take Osmond. It's crazy, Great but he did reference. He, that is a yeah, <laughs> yeah. He did. He did look like Reverend Al Sharpton a lot, though, on the show. He has his hair very <laughs> teased. Yeah, yeah. it's oh. crazy. Okay. Uh, well, listen, there are costumes like a hippo and a deer. It's just really elaborate stuff. Let's listen to the hippo singing uh, "My Prerogative" from Bobby Brown. Hippo's moving his legs like he's under 30. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds a little like they're hiding the voice behind all the music. Uh, well, you can hear, that's a little bit of a clip sound. But okay. also, those judges that are talking, so that's uh, the illustrious panel, which is Jenny McCarthy, uh, Robin Thicke, oh uh, my God. friend of the show Ken Jong, and, okay. and Nicole Scherzinger. Oh my God! Did, again. did nobody see the irony of putting Ken Jong, a doctor, next to Jenny McCarthy? <laughs> <laughs> did nobody sense that? It was hard for me because I caught pox during production. <laughs> oh, good God! It was difficult for me. So no, we don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. A lot okay. of people online I saw speculating that it's CeeLo Green. I saw a bunch of names thrown around. Uh, this is Monster. Well, hold on. Will yeah. will that hippo come back? Will we see that hippo later in the season? And uh, the hippo. The hippo is actually the the one who gets revealed. And I'll, okay, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll okay. show you that at the end. People, oh, okay. people thought Odell Beckham for him. They talked about it being an athlete later, so CeeLo kind of got thrown out. Uh, this is Monster doing Don't Stop Me, uh, Queen. This is my favorite one so far. But who would choose to be a monster? Just give me a call. Yeah, I mean, that's, Brendan, that's, that's Brendan Murray. 
Oh, I was thinking Brendan Urie. That's John Mayer. A lot of people threw those names around. There was also, uh, that one also got CeeLo Green. Uh, there was a, a Seal. I know Dave, uh, King of Mexico, thought Seal. Okay. So that one was, that's a difficult one. What so. is that person? Do you know what that's that That's a per- monster. Oh, no, uh, but what they do? Uh, I don't know what they said in first week. I'd have to look that okay. up. But uh, I know they may have said... That it's someone in the music business. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Uh, this is Deer. Uh, they figured out that Deer is maybe an athlete, they figured out in first week, but this is Deer singing Thunder by Imagine Dragons. Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight, want to let loose, and I was thinking about begging things. I don't want to leave my old life behind. Not a yes, sir, not a follower. It's the box, take the mold, have a seat in the pool, yeah. Clearly, clearly DJ Qualls. Yeah, that, that's a white guy. Uh, I know that. He took the fifth when asked if he played in the NFL. Some guesses, Stone Cold ah. Steve Austin and Chuck Liddell, uh, which seemed to fit. That's a Manning. Uh, they also that's said Peyton Manning. They said possibly Peyton Manning also in the list. I'm going to tell you, having not seen a minute of this show, I'm out. Oh, well, <laughs> it's, it's too much work. It's, it's a lot a, of work. It's just too much work to listen to the average singers sing songs and wait around to find out who they are. Well, Especially if you only find out one per episode. Yeah, well, let's listen to the reveal. But, but how oh, often can they say, can they plead the fifth? That doesn't seem fair. Listen, that's a question I asked many times while working on it. I don't know that answer. Okay. Yeah. So I've, I think I have two clips, which is panel guesses. Let's just and, do the reveal. Okay, just yeah. right to the reveal. Yep. Okay. This and is that, Hippo? This is Hippo, my prerogative by Bobby Brown. Yeah. Show us who's behind the mask. Yeah, show us your face. Take it off. Take it off. Tonio Brown from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. It was uh, Antonio Brown. From the Pittsburgh Steelers. Did he demand to be released from the show? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. When did you film this? We filmed this a long time ago. Oh my gosh. Wow. And that was also the hard part of the show is like keeping everything quiet for this amount of time. Uh, but Antonio Brown, yeah. And I thought it was actually uh, Odell Beckham. I, I was like, well, and they take off the mask. I don't know. It's and really hard to know if you start talking about athletes who can sing and who can't. Sure. Yeah. And he right. could dance. That we saw. He could dance. So right. that, and that that's racist. And um, <laughs> it's got to be very disappointing for a large pop uh, per- percentage of the population who doesn't follow sports or know who he is. Especially, I don't like football very much. So I, I knew who he was just from the dance stuff. But mm-hmm. I will tell you this. And this is I'm not breaking my NDA at all. That's the per- the only person I didn't really know a lot about. Oh, so much bigger oh, names. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I don't think even if they took off the hippo head that I'd be like Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah. Until they said his name. Well, a lot of times when I because I would produce the panel sometimes when they t- like right before they take off the mask I'd put on the screen it's Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. By the way, it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie is here with one final look at what's happening on a Thursday. Well, we talked about it yesterday, uh, WWE Hall of Famer, um, one of the most recognizable interviewers of all time. Yeah. Um, mean Gene Okerlund, he passed away yesterday at the age of 76. And then after the show was over, we found out that Daryl Dragon, who's the captain of Captain and Tennille, that he passed away yesterday at the age of 76. And then a very, very, this one affected me because I loved him so, so very much. Bob Einstein, which is um, Albert Brooks's brother in real life. You might know him as the creator of one of the best characters of all time, Super Dave Osborne. 
who was, if you don't know, he was a uh, a stuntman. Sort of. Sort of, not at all. <laughs> he would explain whatever stunt he was going to do, talk about all the ways he was going to do it and nail it, and every single stunt went wrong, and you would think he died every stunt. <laughs> and it was just so deadpan and so wonderful. I believe, Bean, you have a clip of him. You know, I've been a stuntman all my life, and even though I take every precaution necessary... The thing that protects me most is my incredible sense of what's going on around me. Uh, Call it karma, call it vibes, call it ESP, call it what you will. The point is that I sense danger and uh, react like a cat. No, he he never (laughs) Never sensed danger, Never. (laughs) never reacted like a cat. Oh, his just. appearances on Letterman, though, were some of the Genius. greatest moments yeah. in, in in late show history. Because he never broke character, and it mm-hmm. delighted David Letterman <laughs> to know. I feel like he was one of his all-time favorite guests. It, it was a very nuanced character, yes. as loud as the ending was, yes. when he would always yeah, true. mess it up. But before that, just very calm. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Absolutely. No, no big joke until the end. Amazing. Yeah. And I, I put on Twitter that one of my favorite things about watching it as a kid was they made zero effort to make it seem like it was a real person. You just saw the dummy fly off. You just saw the big wrecking ball hit the dummy in the stomach and it's hunched over. They made no effort to make it seem like that was actually a real person that it happened to. And that... That brought me extreme joy. You might also recognize him from about two dozen episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was Marty Funkhauser. Good God, he was inappropriate. And Hey, how's your sister, by the way? Bam Bam? Yeah. Thanks for asking. She's doing a lot better. Really? Yeah, I'm really glad we took her out of that mental institution. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> you know, if there's anything I can do, you'll let me know. You know what? There is something you can do. What? Yeah. You can come over today at 1 o'clock and visit with her. Visit her? Yeah. What, are you kidding? Why, you didn't mean it? Of course not. Why did you say it then? You know, it was some, an empty gesture. It was something to say. Guess what? You said it. Be there at 1 o'clock. The relationship <laughs> of those two on that show is so great. Amazing. I can't I can't picture Curb Your Enthusiasm without Marty Funkhauser. I just can't. Yeah, and it's crazy to think that he started in the fourth season. Like, I just think of him as always being on it. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Want to hear a joke? <laughs> oh, the most inappropriate jokes ever. <laughs> I think the fir- was the first time he did it was when uh, he met Jerry Seinfeld and told him the joke. And I don't want to say what it was, but it involved liver and um, sex. Is this ringing a bell to anyone? No. Oh, my God. Look it up. I must have to, yes. Oh, good God. Oh, that's just some good stuff. But like I said, his uh, brother and fellow actor, Albert Brooks, he said on Twitter, rest in peace, my dear brother, Bob Einstein. Einstein. I've done that twice now. Weird. Mm -hmm. You're anti-Semitic. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> a great brother, father, and husband. A brilliantly funny man. You will be missed forever. Just a joy. Yeah, Just that one hurts. Absolute that one hurts you joy. Guys. You guys, the 10 best-mannered people of 2018. These people were named by the National League of Junior Cotillions. That's an organization that trains young people in self-confidence, discipline, character, and etiquette. Okay. So there's everyone on this list from actors to singers to athletes. But when you think of someone just kind and well-mannered. Tom Hanks. Maybe that we've interviewed. Weird oh. Al. 
That's Charlie a great guess, Manson. too. Oh, that's a terrible guess, uh, Charlie Karen. Manson, oh. just outside the top ten. Weird Al is a great guess, and I still stand by Tom Hanks as being one of the most polite people in the business. Agree 100%. Neither one is what? on this list. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm going to say to you, mm-hmm. uh, one of the most polite people we've ever had on the show mm-hmm. multiple times is Jared Leto. No. What about Jared Beto? Jared Beto. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there are some names on here that cent. you're going to be like, no, Obama, I don't even is know. Is Obama on the list? Obama's not on this list. What the heck? There okay. are um, a couple different golfers who I didn't know, but Justin Thomas came in at number two. He's a very good golfer. And number five, uh, Lexi Thompson. Okay. Oh, here she, she is terrific. Yes. <laughs> um, there is someone on this list that we interviewed recently um, who I definitely wouldn't say was uh, was polite in any way, shape, Senor or form. Senor Grande? Senor Grande. Number nine. No. D's nuts. Uh, at the end of the segment, I feel like he might have wanted to say something along those lines to Jensen. Oh, he's not polite at all. Exactly. Mark Wahlberg? Number six. Oh. Mark Wahlberg. I don't see him as polite. For being polite wow. to everyone in his path throughout his acting career. No, he's been awful. He Remember the Eminem thing where they had that weird TRL experience? None, and... uh, no, it doesn't make any sense. That's so odd. Huh. The cotillions forgot that. All right, I have you another. You know what's not polite, though? Punching dudes in the yeah. face, making Blinded them blind. Him. Yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah, I have okay. another uh, legitimate uh, mm-hmm. guess here. I don't know if it made the list, but in our experience, Paul Feig. Good one. Paul Feig is one Paul of Feig. the politest One of the humans. most polite guys and sharply dressed as well. No. Okay. Wow. <sighs> I'm working here. Come it's, on. It's a weird, it's, I'm going to say a it's kind of weird list. Number one is Cardi an B. athlete. Oh, and right. uh, Number one is an number athlete. Number one is an athlete. He's a quarterback. And he, uh, he plays in the state that Bean is in right now. Oh, would it be Drew, Drew Brees? Brees? It would be Drew Brees. He's very polite. Yes, number one. Right, I have another too guess. much of a clue. <laughs> I have another <laughs> guess. <laughs> uh, Michael B. Jordan, very polite. Uh, no. Very polite. A okay. delight, That's absolutely. Hmm. Uh, uh, give like us another list. category. Uh, a singer. Singer. And you would say, well, he's got to be polite. He, all right. Looking like a troll up there. Bruno Mars. Mars. <laughs> uh, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, right. indeed. He is, he he is, is number three. Okay. Number four, uh, here's your hint. This guy, wow, did he step up his Instagram game. Oh, Will Smith. Polite. Will Smith. I say he's polite. Number four, very polite. Yeah. Uh, number five was the golfer, Lexi Thompson. Number six, Mark Wahlberg. Number seven, an athlete that Lakers tend to hate this guy. Um, Larry Bird. No. Uh, Paul Pierce. No, uh, Paul Pierce. Uh, no, a current athlete, but <laughs> oh, current, I like oh. that. <laughs> Lakers hate? Anyone? Uh, Lakers hate him, just the, the wheelchair and the, yeah. No, I was That's talking Paul about Paul Pierce. Pierce. No, I'm not. I'm oh, just okay. saying, I thought you were questioning that. <laughs> oh, no. um, I think people tend to hate him because a lot of people think he's a little bit smug. Um, I like him just because I think he does a lot of great things for the community. Kevin Durant? And, uh, no, but... Steph. All right, you said wheelchair basketball, right? No, 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 no that no, was wheelchair. about Paul Pierce. Ba- Never mind. That did not work. No. Uh, well, I was going to say Jimmy Brooks. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Drake. Yeah, we got him. Steph uh, Curry. Steph Curry. Oh, he seems so polite. Does he? I think so. Oh, I think he just seems like such a little S out there, but I love him. I love him. All right. Uh, number eight... Trevor Lawrence? Do we know? Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, number nine. So, so polite, we don't even know he's there. Exactly. <laughs> number nine, uh, she's Michi. What? What? Zendaya. <laughs> All right. What? What's number, happening right number now? Number 10? Corey Perry. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm pretty sure he's a college 
quarterback. College quarterback. Jalen Hurts? Maybe he's in the NFL. That's now? a terrible list. All right. It's a terrible this list, list. Okay. stinks. <laughs> you know what I don't want to be about this list? Polite. <laughs> this list is awful. Kick of Mexico says Alabama. Alabama. Alabama, okay. Yeah. Go to hell. And Trevor list, Lawrence is Clemson. This list should go to hell. Okay. So it looks Agreed. like we'll be we'll be seeing them both playing in the uh, national championship on Monday. Oh, well, I hope they're polite. <laughs> I hope they are, too. <laughs> That's a dumb list. Don't you guys remember that video in Z- Zendaya's Michi? Yes. The, okay. Oh, Zendaya's the one? No. It was Zendaya's. Yeah. So I said she's me. Why do some people tune out? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm with that guy. You guys, have you heard about this uh, Beverly Hills 90210 reboot slash revival? Because they do, went to do, a meeting. Do we need all of that? <laughs> no. Well, apparently, not only has it been greatly exaggerated, they're flat out wrong. There was an untitled project that is still being shopped around, which I kind of am into this. It's an hour-long mockumentary-style dramedy that finds all the former 90210 cast members, Jenny Garth, Jason Priestley, Tori Spelling, Ian Ziering, Brian Austin Green, and Gabrielle Carteris playing themselves, chronicling their effort to get a 90210 revival off the ground. If they are able to like make fun of themselves and do that, that would be really great, right? Depend- yeah, all execution there, though. If, yeah. If they pull it off, yes. yes. If they're not good at it, it should be horrible. Well, Shannon Doherty and Luke Perry are not currently attached to the project, and I say no Dylan McKay, no peace. Who's with me? As Luke's on uh, Riverdale, he doesn't need that nonsense. Is he really? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, RG's dad. Yep. He's got a gig. Yeah. What, are you thinking he's homeless? No. I just love his passion for Riverdale. Oh, yeah. He was I, so into it when it was I coming out. Love, 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 love. And do you still watch it? No, but I still love it. See? It, yeah. it's, it's too much TV, you guys. It's really good. But every day, Bean comes in with another show that none of us have ever heard of. But that one that he recommends because he saw the whole season. Yes. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how he does it. It's crazy. It is nuts. Oh, you got Gossip Girl tonight, and then you got Beverly Hills 90210 on Tuesday, and that's the that's... one when they have the big drag race oh. with the GTO judge. Oh, okay. That should be happening on Tuesday. I don't think so. Oh, nice. Beverly Hills 90210. Right. Okay. All right. Good tip. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for that. All right. Some birthdays for you. Eli Manning, Danica McKellar, John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin, and... Producer extraordinaire, Dave, the king of Mexico. I'm just rad. I'm just rad. He's polite. Is he? No. And that's what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ellen. Drive home today. Let's do a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness. Be SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. People are dumb. Uh, Allie wants a penis. Okay. I would like to have (laughs) a penis. No, 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 no. That's called a tease. (laughs) Okay. You're right. And it's Friday, so keep it 100. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.